You're listening to Simply Healthy, a podcast by Southern New Hampshire Health. Many parents are concerned with the rise in teen vaping, so how do you, pardon the pun, cut through the haze to find clarity on this growing issue? With us to talk about the dangers of vaping is Jennifer Lavalley, a pediatric primary care nurse practitioner at Southern New Hampshire Health. Jennifer, thanks for your time. So what is vaping and why has it become so prevalent? Uh, thanks for having me, Bill. Um, so vaping is basically the term used for electronic cigarettes or e-cigarettes, which are battery-operated devices. They came to the U.S. market in 2006, but they've really been more heavily marketed since probably 2010. Um, they're available both online and in traditional retail stores, and they basically consist of a cartridge that has a liquid, a vaporization chamber, and a heating element um, with a battery. So they're designed to create an aerosol that delivers an e-juice into the lungs. Um, there's uh, various styles, different types out there on the market. Um, they were initially promoted as a smoking cessation tool, but the use among high school students has dramatically increased. It was 1.5% in 2011, and now as high as 20% in, in 2018, which is equivalent to about 3 million students. So you mentioned marketing. Is that part of the reason why vaping has become so popular with teens? It, yes, it does seem that's the case. Um, there actually was a Surgeon General's report in 2016 that concluded that the flavors in the e-cigarettes were one of the main reasons why youth were using them. Um, but, I mean, you see them, they were, when they first came out, selling them in mall kiosks in the middle of shopping centers and um, you know, the devices, if you look at some of them, are very colorful, and the, the flavors are, there's as many as 7,000 different flavors. Um, so that certainly led to, you know, interest on the part of teens, um, as well as the fact that the Juul, which is the most widely used device for teens, is quite easy to conceal. It's about the size of a flash drive. And so that became a way for teens to uh, be using this even in schools or uh, without their parents even realizing what they're using. So you mentioned this originally was thought of as a way to help quit smoking, which I imagine is true in some cases. Are there any other benefits to vaping? So the main benefit is really possibly that it can help smokers cut back or, or quit cigarettes altogether. However, it really is not FDA approved for smoking cessation at this point. There's still studies that are ongoing. Um, vaping does offer a way for smokers that are currently smoking to get nicotine without tobacco or tar, which are known carcinogens, but we still don't know the effects of inhaling the flavorings um, that are in the vape. So what do we know at this point? What are some of the known risks to vaping? So we we do know that they can cause burns and um, that some of the devices have actually exploded, so that the fact that they're... Um, you know, combustible is one one risk. There's um, some evidence that vaping is also associated with cough and asthma symptoms in adolescents. Uh, most of the devices and all of the Juul devices contain nicotine. Uh, and even if they're using a, a device without um, with a juice that has no nicotine, it still contains not just a water vapor but other substances like this polyethylene glycol, flavoring, vegetable glycerin, and these are things that are safe to eat, but we don't know if it's safe to inhale them into the lungs. So when you're heating some of these ingredients, the chemicals can actually become harmful. Um, there's also other ingredients like lead and nickel and arsenic that have been found in e-cigarettes and in the vapor as well. 
um, you know, so vaping's a fad now, but when the fad goes away, the addiction may remain. And it can take people, we know, eight to 10 tries to quit smoking because the nicotine's such a strong addiction. So, you know, quitting vaping is going to be hard and teens who vape are four times more likely to use traditional cigarettes. And continuing to talk about nicotine, what are some concerns regarding nicotine use with adolescents? So teens are more susceptible to the addictive properties of nicotine. You're, the brain in teenagers is continuing to develop right up until about age 25. So this learning brain will actually learn the addiction more quickly than it does for adult brains. And uh, tobacco companies, which own the majority of e-cigarettes now, have actually targeted teens in their marketing because they can get hooked so easily. And nicotine at a young age has been associated with mental problems um, like depression and panic disorder. Uh, in addition, the neurotransmitters that control impulse control are permanently altered when exposed to nicotine at a young age, putting you know kids at higher risk for addictions, other addictions to other substances later in life. Um, and once they're addicted, going without nicotine can actually lead to withdrawal symptoms. So some of these um, adolescents are having anxiety, irritability, they're having trouble concentrating, restlessness, impatience, hunger, they can have tremors or racing hearts, feel dizzy, drowsiness, headaches, and, and imagine dealing with all these feelings when you're trying to learn in school would be quite difficult. Yeah. So are there any regulations in place for vaping devices at this point? Well, in New Hampshire, there's a state law that you have to be 18 to buy e-cigarettes or vaping devices. Um, some towns on their own have opted to raise the age to 21. But, you know, as I mentioned earlier, they are available online. Um, people have older siblings, so they're not having uh, too hard of a time accessing them, unfortunately. Uh, many public health experts have recommended restricting e-cigarette marketing and advertising to youth and banning flavorings. So, um, you know, in 2016, the U.S. passed a law requiring liquid nicotine refills to have child-resistant packaging on them, um, another way to try to help prevent them getting into the wrong hands. And they also, that same year, the FDA defined e-cigarettes as a tobacco product. Ho hopefully, we'll get some more regulations in place because of that. So, um, right. e cigarette use is based right. on airplanes as well. I was going to say, for a product first thought to be much better than smoking, what you're talking about here, really, there's a lot of uh, nasty and negative things that are happening with vaping. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, a lot of the schools are now banning banning devices because they're considered drug paraphernalia. The, the pods that are used in some of these vaping can be altered, and, and you can even have uh, marijuana added to them. So uh, a lot of schools will treat it as if they had possession of drugs if they're caught with any of the vaping devices. and expelled or whatever the consequences may be for each given school. Yeah, that makes sense. So for a parent trying to navigate this, what is important for parents to know about vaping? Well, I think it's important to start talking to your children at a, a young age about why you don't want them to ever try this. Um, we at the office give out handouts starting at age 10 to our 10-year-olds with their physicals on, on what vaping are, so what devices look like. Um, what the, the potential risks are. So prevention is absolutely key because we know that once they get hooked on nicotine, which can happen within even a few days, that it's going to be hard for them to stop. So um, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of studies on how to treat nicotine addiction in teens. The studies have really all only been done in adults. Uh, however, if parents have concerns about 
their teens or, or know that they are using it, there is the 1-800-QUIT-NOW um, access line that is available for you know, treatment services. They, they aren't able to provide any over-the-counter nicotine replacement therapies to anybody under the age of 18, but they can you know, give other uh, advice for health. Poison control centers have been getting an increased number of calls because of being exposed to the um, the liquid nicotine in the infants and toddlers. I meant, mentioned the packaging, but if it, if an infant or toddler ingests this, then that can be dangerous as well. Wow. And with smoking tobacco products, I guess the old adage is the same for vaping. Better to never start than to try to have to exactly. quit. And a great exactly. number there, 1-800-QUIT-NOW. 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Jennifer, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. For more information, please visit snhhealth.org. That's snhhealth.org. This is Simply Healthy, a podcast by Southern New Hampshire Health. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening. All right, Jennifer, thank you so much.